Today we're kicking off a brand new series that we're calling That's Life. How many of you heard that phrase before? You ever heard somebody make that statement? Hey, that's life. Did you ever wonder what that meant? What that, it, it means something like this. Life can be very unpredictable and unexpected and be difficult at times. It can have many twists and turns, good and bad moments, lots of ups and downs. But hey, that's that's life, right? Years ago, Frank Sinatra recorded a song called That's Life. And the lyrics go something like this. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April and shot down in May. That's life, right? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, we thank you for your presence. God, I pray, help me to teach your word today. God, I pray, help us to receive, to, to just, God, I pray, open our hearts and our spirits today. God, I pray that you would release the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the revelator, the revealer of truth. God, I pray, open our eyes, open our understanding today. That God, we might hear what your spirit is saying. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the reality of life is it's full of up and downs, right? It's full of twists and turns. It's full of unexpected events. One phone call, how, how different one day can make, or one moment can make in your life. You know, life is filled with difficult and devastating experiences. Isn't that true? The writer of Ecclesiastes said it like this. Sometimes something useless happens on earth. Bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. Isn't that true about life? Bad things happen to good people, good people, or good things happen to bad people. I mean, not that anybody in this room would be considered bad people, but sometimes that happens, right? You know, I was thinking about this and it's amazing, um, you know, how things happen. I got here this morning to finish up my sermon at about 5.30 this morning. And my, my Bible study wasn't working on my computer. And so I know about computers, so I kind of fooled around a little bit. And it's called PC Bible Study. So I saw a little icon that said PC. So I, press, I clicked on it and it opened it up and it said refresh or something like that. And so I clicked on that and all of a sudden my computer just shut down. It's like, oh my goodness, it's going to take a little while before it's refreshed. Well, once it was refreshed, all my apps were gone, including my sermon. So I said, well, we're going to watch a video today. No. No. So I called my friend Micah Willis and said, Micah, I need help. It was PC, which is the computer, not PC Bible study, right? And so uh, I said, well... Things happen. Life happens, right? Bad things happen to good people. You might, you might not be experiencing anything difficult right now or anything devastating right now in your life, but chances are it's right down the road. You know, somebody said that everybody is either coming out of a trial or a tough time or they are going in or they're in the middle of a tough time. Or they just came out of a tough time. Isn't that right? I mean, it just seems like, hey, that's life. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 5.45, For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, 
and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. Now, what this means is that life is not always fair. It's not always fair. And we don't always get what we deserve. I don't feel like I deserve to lose my sermon this morning. I'm doing the work of the Lord. Amen. But how many of you know that bad things happen to good people just as good things happen to bad people? Now, some people think that if if something bad happens to them, then there must be something wrong. They must be doing something wrong. God must be punishing them. But that's not necessarily true. It's not that everything that bad happens is, is a punishment or the judgment of God. Is that right? The truth is we live in a fallen, sinful world that has, that is filled with corrupted, sinful people, which has been given the free will of choice. And because of that, here we go. Right? I mean, God could stop all this nonsense and make us robots and not give us the freedom of choosing anything. But in his love and his mercy, he gives us the freedom to choose. Right. And because we've been given the freedom to choose, people make wrong choices and bad things happen to good people. Are you all with me out there? And because of this unfortunate reality of the of the sinful world we live in, all of us have experienced some level of brokenness in our life. Everybody in this room has experienced some level of brokenness. In John 16, Jesus said, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Your heart's going to be broken. You're going to experience something that's not going to feel good. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody experiences pain. Everybody goes through some deep psychological, emotional, relational or spiritual brokenness in their life. Isn't that true? Come on, how many of you believe that's true? I mean, think about this. Some of us have been broken since we were very young, a very young age. Because of the the physical, verbal, or even sexual abuse that that some of us have experienced as young children. And uh, think of those that are physically beat and abused by their parents, even tortured, physically tortured. And then think about those who have, have been told over and over again, by the, by the ones that's supposed to be taking care of them. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're a failure. You're an idiot. Man, those words are powerful. And they go right into the depth of the soul. Isn't that right? Think of all those in this community as well. As those that are in this room that have experienced some level of abuse. Whether physical or sexual. At the hands of those that's supposed to be caring for them and loving them the most. There's no way you can experience that kind or that level of brokenness or that level of of devastating experience without it having a residual effect on your life. It messes you up. Some of us have been broken through the rejection and the betrayal from some of our closest friends or loved ones. You know, I think about the children who were physically abandoned, like, you know, their parents put them on the steps and, and knock on the door and take off. And they never see their parent again. Or, or their, their father was never around. Their mother gave them up. And so they're abandoned at a young age, walking around broken and crushed in spirit. Think of all the hearts that were the crushed because of the infidelity of their spouse or a girlfriend, a boyfriend, the betrayal of a friend they thought was their best friend. The one they could trust the most. And all of a sudden, they're betrayed by those that they love the most. 
Again, these types of experiences leave our hearts bleeding and broken. And we say, well, I'm bigger than that. I'm just going to push through it and go on. Well, you can push through it and go on, but it's going to have residual effects. Some of us have been broken not by what we experienced as much as what we didn't experience. You know, such as some of us have been broken simply through the neglect or the absence of nurture and love. I mean, there was nobody there to give us nurture and give us care and give us love. You know, they we just weren't hugged. We weren't affirmed. We weren't encouraged. Some of us here today have been have never been affirmed in, the, in your life. You've never had anybody in your corner encouraging you and, 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 and affirming you. Somebody that said, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. Never had that, that kind of affection. How many of you know this is, should be normal part of life? But some people never get it. Some have never felt valued, accepted, loved. Why? Because of the absence of love and care by those who were supposed to be there for them. And I don't think you can grow up experiencing that kind of, of neglect without having some level of brokenness in your life. Am I getting too psychological on you yet here? And then there's the brokenness caused by traumatic experiences in life. Events like the sudden death of a loved one. You know, I, I told you the, my experience growing up, my, my neighbor, she lost her son. She had, I think, five or six kids. She lost one when he was, when he was 18 in a car accident. And she died of a broken heart. Never, never, never came out of the grief of losing that child. And then there's those that, um, you know, that are traumatized by the exposure of, of violence or terrifying uh, events. And they've been wounded emotionally. They've been wounded because of these psychological events that happened in their life. You know, really, that's, that's why we've been praying for our city, not just for their physical healing, but for the psychological healing, the emotional healing. Because our city was traumatized by a tragic event. And these tragic events, you, have you noticed that a tragic event can open, you, open your life up to experiencing some things that you didn't have to experience prior to that event? Have you noticed that? What I'm trying to say today is that all of us have experienced and gone through some level of brokenness in our life. I might have not, ex you know, explain your very event, but all of us, you can't live in this world and not be broken to some extent because we're living in a fallen world with sinful people that have the free will to do what they want. And because of those free will of choices, broke people are broken. Amen. And our brokenness translates into the crippling of our lives. And uh, many of us have been disabled and impaired in life. We've, we've been handicapped because of the tragic and traumatic experiences of our brokenness. And we're walking around, and on the outside it looks like everything is good, but on the inside we have a level of brokenness that's causing us some harm in our life. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2, it says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. 
Verse 2. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Now, Paul tells us that for whatever reason, there was a man who had been crippled from birth and he was carried to the temple, the temple gate called Beautiful every day, begging for money as people came to the temple to worship the Lord. And and apparently something happened early in his life because it does say he was crippled from birth. And so he'd been crippled and, and it altered his life so much so that it caused him to not be able to function properly. And he had to be carried even to the temple gate. And even though he might have never known what it was that crippled him, or, or whether he remembered it or not, it was obviously affecting his life in his adult years. Are y'all following that? And I think this is a picture of many of us in our churches today. We've been crippled in life by negative experiences Experiences in our life that we sometimes don't even remember. We can't even recall. But yet it's affecting us in our adult years. And we have no idea that the two are connected. Let me just talk about some of the crippling effects of our brokenness. Number one, our brokenness cripples us emotionally. And have you ever wondered why some people struggle a whole lot more than others emotionally? It seems like they struggle to stay emotionally stable. Well, I think the answer is sometimes it's simply because some people have suffered a whole lot more devastating and traumatic experiences than other people. It's a known fact that brokenness caused by traumatic and devastating events in our life cause us to suffer emotionally. Some of us struggle with depression because of our brokenness. Some of us struggle with anxiety and worry because of our past. Some struggle and are presently struggling with rejection, with inferiority, with inadequacy, with unworthiness, all because of some experience back in their life that has caused them to limp emotionally. Some of us struggle with fear. Some of us have been struggling with fear since, since the event in town. You know, I told you the story, but remember, um, you know, whenever for me, whenever my brother jumped out from behind that tree, when I was running from my grandmother's house to my mom and dad's house, and he scared me and fear came into me. It was a traumatic experience for a little boy that was already scared out of his mind being in the dark. And my brother just did it in fun. But you know what? That that traumatized me. You know, I remember Tiny and I ministering to a lady who was struggling with all kinds of emotional problems like inferiority and rejection and feelings of unworthiness and fear and anger. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And after we began ministering to her for a while, we found out that she was abused by her father, abandoned by her mother, and then later on abused by countless others that had cared for her in her parents' absence. Well, no wonder... She was struggling so much. Her brokenness caused her a tremendous amount of emotional problems. No doubt traumatic experiences that can cause you to struggle emotionally big time. A second crippling effect of our brokenness is that our brokenness cripples our behavior. 
It's very common for people to turn to dysfunctional behaviors like excessive drinking or drugs or binging or purging or overeating or gambling or you, you name it. And, and, and really, these, these are all an attempt to try to mask the pain in their lives caused by some level of brokenness that ex- they experience. And some of them don't even know what that was. But yet the residual effects are there. It's also common for people to easily be, be given over to sinful temptation because of their brokenness. And they, they establish behaviors like immorality or lying or, or violence or stealing. And, and, and they become uh, idolaters and they are either filled with pride or, or, or very insecure. And these, these behaviors leads you into bondage. The sinful behavior causes all kind of problems in your life. And it's all an attempt, again, to try to make up for the difference for what we didn't get somewhere or, or the negative effects of something we experienced. A third crippling effect of our brokenness is our brokenness cripples our relationships with others. You know, sometimes we struggle in, in keeping healthy relationships. And keeping solid relationships. But you know what I believe? The more broken and wounded we are, the more we'll struggle developing and maintaining strong relationships. You know, you've heard the statement, hurting people hurt people and are easily hurt by people. Brokenness will cause you to struggle with timidity, with, with, with a fear of others. And it will force you to withdraw. And you live your life not even struggling to even socialize because of brokenness in your life. It'll cause you to build walls, withhold love from others, put a, put a barrier around you, only allowing people to get so close and just force you into isolation. And you become a lonely person and not recognizing that the only reason why you're stuck in that place It's because of the residual effects of something that happened to you. Brokenness will cause you to struggle with jealousy, with rejection, and be easily offended. In short, our brokenness will cripple us in our relationships, keeping us from building solid and strong relationships. How many of you know, saints of God, that is not the will of God for us. Would you all agree with that? I need a better amen than that. And the final crippling effect of our brokenness is our brokenness ultimately cripples our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, in Acts chapter 3, it tells us that this crippled man, he never went inside the temple. He was always outside the temple because he was he was laid down outside the gate instead of going inside. And again, I believe this is a picture of what happens when we're broken. It's like we'll go all the way to the gate of the temple, but we have trouble getting inside the gate. It's like we get all the way close to the to the door of the presence of God in an intimate relationship with God, but there's something there holding us. We've been crippled in our relationship with God. And the problem with our brokenness is it usually causes us to sin and turn us away from God instead of towards God. Right? 
In Romans chapter 6 and verse 19, it says, I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. Now, what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. Now, here, here's how it normally works. Our brokenness usually leads us to turn away from God and to turn to sin. Just like our brokenness has a way of causing us to pull away from other people, it causes us to pull away from God. And then when we pull away from God, we, we usually turn into and, and get captive and controlled by sin. And then sin enslaves us, leading us further into bondage and shame, which causes us to want to get away from God, hide from God, uncomfortable with being in the presence of God, and it damages our relationship. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. As soon as they sinned, you remember what it says? He said, hey, Adam, where are you? And Adam said in Genesis 3.10, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. I hid. I'm hiding from you, God. As if God didn't see him. Right? But that's the natural, that's the natural reaction. And you see, sometimes we, we struggle in our relationship with God and we don't even understand why. What's going on? But sometimes it's because of what we've experienced, our brokenness has crippled us and is crippling our relationship with God. Are y'all still tracking with me? See, many of us are hiding from God because of our shame, our guilt, our feelings of unworthiness. And you may, you may be suffering in your relationship with God today because of some of this stuff that we're talking about. And you never connected it. You say, why is some, why is some people so much closer to God and, and I struggle so much? Well, maybe it's because you need some healing in your life. Because spiritual, spiritual crippledness will affect your relationship with God. I mean, think about this. Some people have trouble experiencing God's love. Why? Well, we say, God, is a wonderful, loving, heavenly father. And they say, well, okay. Well, I, I parallel a loving heavenly father to my father, and it's not a lovingly picture. And so they see their heavenly father the way they saw their natural father, and even though they don't want to see it that way, they struggle with the whole, the whole idea that God is a loving Heavenly Father. And so some people wonder whether the Father is going to abandon them like He abandoned them. Well, God abandoned me like my dad did. Come on, are y'all hearing me out here? And we don't realize it, but we're struggling. We're struggling. And so when things get really, really tough, and we have, we lose our job. We don't know what we're going to do. Then we say, Oh man, I have nothing else to do. Even though I'm not sure I can trust the man, I'm going to God. I'm going to the Lord. I have nothing else. And our adversity pushes us into God. And he's been waiting there all alone for us to turn to him. 
Some, some people have trouble experiencing God's grace. God is a gracious God. He is not the God who walks around trying to smash people because they did something wrong. And they hear that and they say, that's right. But they walk around looking behind their shoulder every day. Oh, oh my goodness, I didn't go to church this week. Something terrible is going to happen. They have trouble understanding the grace of God. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. It's not what you do. It's not what you did. It's what he did. And we have trouble experiencing the grace of God because our whole picture of who God is has been marred by the things we've experienced in life. And it keeps us from going where God wants us to go with him. Amen. But how many of you know health and wholeness can only come after we've received healing from our brokenness? Health and wholeness can only come whenever we get healed. Psalm 147 and verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Now, the Lord has an amazing ability to heal the deep wounds and hurts we've experienced in life. How many of you know that? I mean, he can do that, right? And you remember what happened to the crippled man at the gate called Beautiful. He was brought there, laid at the gate. He was crippled. You remember what happened to him? In Acts 3, 1, 8, uh, verse 2, Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for, what did he ask for? Peter looked straight at him and said, as did John and Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up his feet, began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking, jumping and praising God. Now notice the crippled man received his healing to health and wholeness after he encountered the power and the love of God. He encountered Jesus. He was asking for money, but Peter said, I'm broke. But listen, I can tell what's going on in your life right now. What you need is not another paycheck. What you need is an experience with the power and the love of God. That's what you need. So they had enough discernment to say, no, 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 man. What you need is something greater than what you're asking for right now. You need a touch of God on your life. Amen. And God touched him. Now, notice the crippled man was seeking for, he was seeking and asking for what was not what he was really needing. You know, he thought what he needed was money. And see, sometimes what we think we need is not what we really need. And we were trying to function. We're trying to survive. We're trying to keep everything. We're trying to live a healthy, normal, whole life. And what we think we need is not necessarily what we really need. Peter said, in the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Sometimes we we try to get healed by focusing on the wrong things. And this is what I saw, you know. Sometimes, you know, what we're doing is what... We're dealing like there's this huge fruit tree and we're, we're preoccupied with the fruit. The fruit of our life. 
that exists because of the level of our brokenness. And we're, we're exhausting ourselves and we're investing all of our time trying to deal with the fruit out here. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with drinking too much. Man, I, I, I need to stop drinking. I need to stop drinking. I need to stop drinking. Or, you know, man, I have an anger problem. And, and so I want to try it. Man, I just, okay, come on. Don't be angry, man. Be nice. Be nice. Smile. Love people. Don't be angry. Oh, get out of my way. We're like, oh, man. I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to be fearful. And we live fearful. And we're focused on things out here. And we're dealing with the fruit of our brokenness instead of dealing with the root of our brokenness. And you see, before we can get rid of all the fruit, we got to allow Jesus to get down to the root. And whenever Jesus gets down to the root, he lays the axe to the root, the tree dies, and so does all the fruit. So if we want to be whole... The only way to wholeness is to allow Jesus to come in and heal our brokenness. See, healing from brokenness only comes from experiencing the power and love of God. Now listen, the operable word is not know about the power and the love of God. Some of us have been hearing about the power and the love of God all of our lives. You can preach better than I can. You could quote scripture better than I can. But all the knowledge in the world will not deliver you and change your life. It's not knowing about the love of God. It's experiencing the love of God that will set you free. It's not knowing about the power of God. It's experiencing the power of God that will make you whole and make you healthy and give you the life that you are meant to live in your life. Are y'all with me out there? Come on, that's what Jesus wants to do. Would you do me a favor and just stand with me this morning? Just close your eyes and please don't walk around and just stay still. Let's just give a moment for the Lord to just work in our hearts. As I've been talking this morning, how many of you felt like maybe Man, I I think I might have been broken. Like this crippled man, maybe even from a young age. Let me see your hands. How many of you feel like maybe maybe you've been maybe you've been rejected? Maybe you've been betrayed. You you feel like, man, you know, I've experienced some things in my life that I know that has affected me adversely in a big time way. And I feel like maybe I'm limping along in life. How many of you? Come on, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Listen, I, I want you to just be, I want you to just be open and honest this morning. Because the only way that Jesus can come in and heal is for you to be open and honest. You gotta, you gotta just be willing to bear your soul today. And I'm not asking you to tell me what happened to you. And, and, and I'm not asking you to tell me all of that. I'm just asking you to be honest before the Lord today. If you say today, Todd, I've been broken. I feel like that man that's been, that's been crippled for a long time. 
I've been broken and it's crippled. It's crippled me in my behavior. It's crippled me in relationships. It's crippled me in life too much and I'm tired of it and I'm ready for that to change. Let me see your hands right now. If that's you, I want you to just come up here at the altar. Just make yourself, just come up here at the altar and I want to pray for you and we're going to pray that Jesus is going to come and just bring healing and just pray, begin to heal your hurt and begin to heal your heart and to heal your brokenness. Isaiah 61 A prophecy that Jesus spoke of whenever he was in the temple. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. And he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. But you know what else? To heal the brokenhearted. He's here to heal. He's here to heal. He's here to heal. He's here to heal. Thank you for responding. Come on, we love you here. We're here to support you. We're here to encourage you. Come on, don't stay in your brokenness. Don't stay. Don't stay in that place of, of, of desolate, a desolate and isolated place whenever God is here to bring healing out. I want you to just, if you have the liberty and the freedom, I want you to just open your hands like this in the front of you. I want you to just open up your hands like this. Just open up your hands and just and just begin to just in your mind and in your heart just to begin to invite Jesus to come. Just begin to invite Jesus to come. Just begin to invite Jesus to come and say, Jesus, I need to be healed this morning. Jesus, I need to be healed. I'm tired of dealing. I'm tired of dealing. I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of I'm tired of suffering emotionally. Lord, I want to be healed today. Come on, open up your heart. Come on, open up your heart. Don't don't withhold. Don't withstand God's love, but just open up your heart right now. Let the love of God just begin to flow. To let the love of God just begin to to fill you this morning. Come on, let the touch of God just begin to flow. I'm going to ask the worship leader, uh, the worship team to just sing this song, and then I'm going to invite some altar workers just to come. But listen, but listen, they're going to come and pray for you, but you got to open up your heart. Just say this with me, Jesus, I open up my heart. I want to be healed. I need your love. I need your grace. But listen, maybe right now, even while you're up here, you're feeling a barrier. You're feeling a wall. But just ask the Lord. Just ask the Lord to just help you. Maybe you you know the exact experience that has hindered you. The exact situation. Just invite Jesus to just come and just visit you and meet you right there. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let the love of God just come. Would you, would you out here just begin to pray with me? And let's pray right now. Let's pray and ask God to release His love and release His grace. Thank you, Father. And if you, we can have the pastoral team and all the workers just come and just begin to pray and just lay hands. Isn't that a powerful, powerful phrase? Earth has no hurt that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Y'all believe that today? You believe that? Listen, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says, Jesus took our sorrow. He took our pain. He took our grief. He died. He says, Isaiah 61 says, I was anointed to set free those who are brokenhearted. Amen? But what we need is not more knowledge of Jesus. What we need is more experience of His love. Amen? 
So I encourage you, do, don't do like Martha. Do like Mary. Sit at Jesus' feet and let Jesus love on you. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you as we, as we get ready to dismiss. Thank you, Father God. Come on, I just want you to just think about the stripes of Jesus today. Every rejection, every abandonment, every abuse, every hurt, everything spoken against you, every wrong thing did against you, every word that cut your heart, Jesus took upon himself on Calvary so that you could be healed. Come on, he took the sting. He took the bitterness of life out of our hearts so that we could have a sweetness of heart and a sweetness of life. Father God, I pray today, that Lord, you would, by the stripes of Jesus, that you would heal every broken heart today. And that, Lord, you would just help us, God, to, to be healed emotionally, free from fear, free from rejection, God, free from anxiety, free from worry. God, free from depression and discouragement. Lord, break every emotional hole right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray. Lord, as we look to the root and not the fruit, God, I pray that you would cause even the fruit, Lord, to just begin to die off of our lives. Lord, the dysfunctions, the things that are behaviors that are are not pleasing to you. God, may they be broken today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're liberating your people today in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that our relationships, God, that we won't keep hindering and hurting our relationships by our own hurt, by hurting, hurting people hurt people and are easily hurt by people. Lord, heal our hearts today. Heal our relationships today. Father God, I pray those of us that have been hardened by the cruel, harsh, hard people in our life, God, I pray today that you would give us fresh hearts, tender hearts, renewed hearts, God. Father, I pray that you would just help us, God, to just be able to see you as you are and not see you as a condemning, judgmental God, not see you as this God who don't care, that is so far away, that is not interested. But God, help us to have a fresh encounter with the love of Jesus today. I pray in the mighty and the strong name of Jesus and everybody that agreed said amen. Amen, amen.